0: Happy Monday everybody, my name is Brandon Rosa and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 Podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. xboxin 10com No Numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations at social media profiles which you can follow at Xbox Ten. The big games out last week include Gigantosaurus the Game, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, Complex, and of course Resident Evil 3. The games coming out this week include Slime Rancher Deluxe Edition, Convoy a Tactical Roguelike, Galaxy of Pen and Paper 1 Edition, Beholder 2, BQM Block Quest Maker, Brave Land Trilogy, Retro Tanks, Abduction, and Space Engineers. New games with gold have been announced for April, these include Project Cars 2 and Knights of Pen and Paper Bundle for Xbox One. Via backwards compatibility, the Xbox 360 titles include Fable Anniversary and Toy Box Turbos. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have 10 to cover this week. Number 1. Microsoft not currently working on a plan B for Xbox Series X launch. Jonathan Dornbusch at IGN writes, Both Microsoft and Sony have reiterated that the company's plan to release their next-gen consoles, the Xbox Series X and PS5 respectively during the holiday 2020 season, and even as the world, including development teams and manufacturing facilities, deal day by day with the efforts of the novel coronavirus COVID-19, Microsoft is focusing on launch as already planned, so much so that an alternative, quote, plan B, launch hasn't yet something the company is working on. Speaking with IGN's Ryan McCaffrey on the latest episode of their weekly Xbox show, Podcast Unlocked, head of Xbox Phil Spencer said in response to a question about what precautions the company is taking in light of COVID-19. Quote, we haven't really started on any kind of plan B, as you asked about, end quote. Quote, We have nothing right now that says we're not going to make the dates that we've been planning, Spencer said. Noting, however, the uncertainty of the world we're living in, But this is real-time stuff, and I'm going to put the safety and security of the teams at the top, along with a quality product. I don't want to rush a product out if it's not ready, end quote. And Spencer said that safety is paramount to the decisions Microsoft is making in response to the crisis. Quote, the thing that I'm going to put front and center is safety and security of the team, he said. There's no decision I make, will make, or frankly, anybody at Microsoft would even ask me to make, that would compromise the safety and security of the teams for a near-term, either financial or product game, the teams are the most important thing end quote spencer declined to hypothesize about any sort of what-if scenario should any kind of delay be necessary due to COVID 19's impact on hardware production and software development and while ign has recently spoken to several analysts who've posited that COVID 19 might not cause a next-gen delay but possible shortage of availability spencer was adamant that one of the biggest lessons learned after the xbox one launch was the detriment of delayed launches in different territories. Unfortunately, every single day is different here in America and around the world with the effects of COVID-19. As a positive, it is nice to hear the head of Xbox acknowledge that they don't have a plan B, which I'm sure they do behind the scenes, for the launch of the Xbox Series X. I, amongst many, many, many fans hope that the both next-gen consoles launch this fall, and I can't wait to play my Xbox Series X hopefully around Thanksgiving. Number two, Phil Spencer explains why the Xbox Series X doesn't have an optical audio port. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Despite appearing in some early preview shots, the Xbox Series X will not have an S slash PDIF optical audio out port. In the same episode of Unlocked with Phil Spencer, the Xbox boss reconfirmed the absence and went into detail as to why Microsoft decided to build its next-gen console without the optical audio port. Spencer, who has a background in software development, revealed how his role in leading Xbox brought him closer to the hardware development side of the business, and how when designing a mass-produced consumer product, there are factors like price, space, and usage come into play. Quote, I'm going to use kind of weird terms, but the marginal cost of everything is important, end quote, Spencer said to IGN. Quote, so if you look at the part on the console that's maybe $1 or $2 and you say, okay, how big of a deal is that inside of a console, that's a few hundred dollars. But then you say, okay, we're going to plan to sell, you know, 100 million of these consoles. So you say take two bucks over 100 million, now you're 200 million over the life of the program, end quote. Spencer also revealed that there were spatial considerations, meaning getting the actual component to fit in the console, but also how many people use the optical audio port. Quote, we also frankly know how many people use it today on the console, so I know you do, but we see it. So I also kind of do the math of what we have to put in every console that X percent of people use. Is there a better place for us to spend that money if we could support it in different ways? End quote. When the news first came out that the Xbox Series X wouldn't have an optical audio port, I mentioned on the show how I was very disappointed as I have an Astro A50 headset. Thankfully, Astro did tweet out this week that they were looking for solutions to support their surround sound audio through USB, which would work on the Xbox Series X. Unfortunately, only time will tell the true impact of the removal of this port. And number three, one last note from Podcast Unlocked, which I highly recommend everyone going to listen, with Phil Spencer. Xbox Series X vs PS5. Phil Spencer feels really good about power and price. Joe Scrabble's at IGN writes, Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has said he feels really good about how Xbox Series X lines up against PlayStation 5 on power and price, but says Series X pricing will stay agile in the run-up to launch. Quote, no doubt I feel really good about how Series X lines up. Now, I think Mark and the team did some really good work on the audio processing they talked about. Their SSD technology is impressive. We like that. We saw the work that they did, but you know, we took a holistic view on our platform, from CPU to GPU to RAM, to throughput, velocity architecture, latency, back and pat, you know, it took us years to get to this point. I will definitely have respect for any platform team that is launching, it just takes a lot of work. But I will say when we finally saw the public disclosure, I felt even better about the choices that we made on our platform, and I kind of expected that it would." Quote. It's a confident response and Spencer continued that line of thinking with regard to one major unknown for both next gen consoles, price. The Xbox boss explained that Microsoft began with a solid price target for Series X, one he doesn't disclose, and whether that could alter depending on Sony's choice. Well, you have to set a price target at the beginning for yourselves, and then you kind of roll in as you see the competition come in and start to go to market planning. I feel good about the price that we're going to be able to get to. I feel good about the price and the performance capabilities that we have with Series X. I feel incredibly strong about the overall package. We're definitely going to be continuing to keep our eyes wide open as we go towards launch, looking at what the competition is doing, but you know, we have a plan and we feel very solid about our plan. We think it's a winning plan, I believe we have a plan that can win. We've got to go execute, but I feel really good about the plan that we put together." End quote. To me this was huge news as it's been clearly stated that the Xbox Series X has more raw power than the PS5, even if the PS5 has a solid state drive that is faster. With all that extra power, it would seem to make sense that the price will be more for Xbox Series X versus PS5, and we know what the price difference in the Xbox One versus the PS4 is did to xbox this past gen hearing on the podcast that phil spencer states that microsoft has their back when it comes to the price point for this next gen console i can't wait to see what they come up with i do think the sweet spot will be 499.99 given the power of this beast we need to understand that we have to pay a little bit more than the previous gen number four minecraft dungeons is delayed until may 26th chris holt at engadget writes minecraft dungeons is on the way to consoles and pc albeit a bit later than expected Moyang says the Minecraft Dungeon Crawler spinoff will drop May 26 on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Game Pass, PS4, and, as revealed during last week's surprise direct, Nintendo Switch. The Microsoft-owned studio originally planned to release Minecraft Dungeons in April, but it said, because of coronavirus-related concerns, quote, this was no longer possible. We wanted to guarantee the health and safety of our teams and empower them to deliver the best possible experience to you, our players, end quote. Minecraft Dungeons has been previewing really well. I am interested in the game as I haven't played many dungeon crawlers, and I can appreciate what Minecraft has done over the years. Let's see if I can get some of my friends to check it out with me when it comes out on Xbox Game Pass. Number 5. Wasteland 3 Delayed Due to COVID-19. Rebecca Valentine at GameIndustry.biz writes, Exile has announced it will delay the launch of Wasteland 3 from May to August 28th, 2020 due to challenges brought about by COVID-19. Quote, we've been excited to see the Wasteland 3 beta so well received, but the reality is that with these new logistical challenges, our release was going to be impacted and quote, read the statement from studio head Brian Fargo. Quote, we're in a great position with both Microsoft and D. Silver supporting our desire to ensure the game launches in the best possible circumstances, and to add a few extra months to ensure this is a stellar product on day one." End quote. Fargo adds that Inexile will be implementing feedback the studio heard from the recent beta during this time alongside extra polish and tweaks to co-op. For all those excited about Wasteland 3, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for this. I have it on my queue to try out Wasteland Mastered as I've never played a Wasteland game, and now that Inexile is an Xbox first party studio. I want to check them out and support them. Number six, Xbox Series X controller uses AA batteries because user preference is split even. Eddie Makach at GameSpot writes, the new Xbox Series X controller, like its predecessors will use AA batteries instead of a rechargeable battery that is found in PlayStation's DualShock controllers. Xbox partner director Jason Ronald told Eurogamer that the Xbox audience is split nearly even when it comes to their preference between AA batteries versus a built-in rechargeable battery. Sticking with AA batteries for Xbox Series X, is an effort to please both camps as people can still buy a rechargeable battery pack for the controller, Microsoft said. Quote, what it comes down to is when actually talking to gamers, it's kind of polarizing, and there's a strong camp that want double A's, end quote, Ronald said. Quote, so just giving flexibility is a way to please both sets of people. You can still use a rechargeable battery pack, and it works just like it does on the Elite, but it is a separate thing, end quote. I think it is silly to not use rechargeable battery packs, as most modern devices do not use batteries of any kind. I understand Microsoft's position, and they get to say that they get to provide more choices to the consumer by offering battery solutions and rechargeable battery packs. Number 7. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's Remastered Campaign is out now. Austin Goslin at Polygon writes, after a brief leak on Monday morning, the remastered version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's campaign is official. Activision announced the remaster on Tuesday, which will be released first on PlayStation 4. The remastered campaign features high-definition visuals, up to 4K resolution and HDR support on console. Activision said in a news release and an uncapped frame rate and ultra-wide monitor support on the PC. The original Modern Warfare 2 had 18 missions, including the infamous and skippable No Russian mission, which tasks players with moving through an airport as civilians are killed by terrorists. You could participate in the killing or not. The game does not include Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer or Spec Ops modes. Modern Warfare 2's campaign remaster also comes with the Underwater Demo Team Classic Ghost Bundle. This bundle of content for Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Call of Duty Warzone includes the new UDT Operator Skin for Ghosts, two new weapon blueprints, a new weapon charm, a new finishing move, a new voice clip, and a new player card and emblem. The remastered version of the Modern Warfare 2 campaign is available for purchase now on PS4 and can be pre-purchased on Xbox One and Windows PC through the Blizzard client. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is one of my favorite games of all time, but because of the multiplayer. Extremely disappointing that one of the reports that came out this week includes no plans to release the Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer in its state, instead adding some maps to the current Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I understand this reasoning to avoid confusion with all the games sharing titles, but nonetheless it is disappointing. And obviously, extremely terrible that even in this times with COVID-19, there is still console exclusivity, and Xbox will not be able to play this for another month. Very disappointing, Activision. Number 8. Apex Legends adds permanent duos mode map rotation in next week's event. Ryan Gilliam at Polygon writes, On Thursday, Respawn announced a new event for Apex Legends focused on Bloodhound. This event features the permanent addition of the duos mode and adds King's Canyon to the map rotation. As part of the event, players can battle prowler enemies in a small section of the World's Edge map for bonus loot. There are exclusive rewards and direct purchase cosmetic items. The event runs from April 7th to the 21st. As someone who played so much Apex Legends when it first came out and really hasn't picked it up since, it is awesome to see a permanent duos mode. It is disappointing when these battle royales come out and they don't offer options for singles, duos, triples, and/or quads teams of four. More player options are better for everyone. Number nine. Over 50,000 people have been banned from Call of Duty Warzone. Cass Marshall at Polygon writes, Call of Duty Warzone is the franchise's latest take on Battle Royale, and the fast-paced combat makes it quite enjoyable. However, the game only works if everyone's playing on equal ground, and cheaters are a constant hassle that developers need to deal with. Infinity Ward put out a post today stating that it has banned over 50,000 cheaters since the launch of Warzone on March 10th. Infinity Ward briefly explained the programs it uses to detect and ban cheaters and cheat providers, but the post notes that it does not always discuss these matters publicly. Developers often keep their anti-cheat methods partially in the dark in order to keep the methods they use to identify and ban cheaters secret, thus preventing an arms race between modders and developers. Cheating in video games like this have really never made any sense to me, especially in a battle royale. The main thrill of battle royale games are getting to the end and seeing if you and your team can pull it off and get the W. If you're cheating, where is the fun in that? Truly never understood it. And number 10, Bethesda will not hold the digital E3 showcase event this year, Sean Carey at True Achievements writes. With this year's E3 canceled due to coronavirus pandemic, Bethesda has made the decision not to hold a digital showcase in its place. Bethesda's global senior vice president of marketing and communications, Pete Hines made the announcement via Twitter. Pete Hines tweeted, given the many challenges we're facing due to the pandemic, we will not host the digital showcase in June. We have lots of exciting things to share about our games and look forward to telling you more in the coming months. I wanted to conclude this story as it is really disappointing as we all thought we would finally see more of Starfield, the next open world space themed game by Bethesda. I guess we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, but hopefully we can see some things by the end of the summer. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about the Xbox One launch. The Xbox One was released on November 22nd, 2013 in North America as the successor of the Xbox Series 60. The Xbox One competes with Sony's PS4 and Nintendo's Wii U, and Switch as part of the 8th generation of video game consoles. I still remember getting my Xbox One on day one. I waited outside of a Best Buy for about an hour and a half. I picked up Rise, Call of Duty Ghost, Battlefield 4, and Dead Rising 3. I love my Xbox One. I've loved it since day one. Obviously, it had the problems of the Kinect, but I use that all the time for Netflix, so I can't complain. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've gotten back onto the world of Warcraft Grind. It's a game I've played on and off for many, many years, but I've never gotten the max level. I never read it. Very excited that some of my friends have gotten back in, and hopefully we will finally beat that goal of doing some raids. I've also been playing Call of Duty Warzone, but I've played a few matches on PC, and I've actually really enjoyed it. I will always love my Xbox console, but who knows what the PC future holds for me. My name is Brian Rosie, You can follow me on Xbox at Brozo93. I hope you all have a great week. Please stay safe with COVID-19 out there, and keep on gaming.